Hello and welcome to The Lunchbox. We are going to be reviewing episode seven, the second last episode of The Boys. Um, the episode is called Butcher, Baker, Candlestick, Maker. So that's that's a little tidbit for you guys. Great title. Um, I am joined again by The Boys, Lou and Alex. And uh, this has been, this is a big episode. Obviously, we're one away from the finale and things are happening. So we definitely have a lot to kind of go over. So let's start kind of with the simplest, I think, storyline. Um, what's happening with Maeve and her girlfriend. So who wants to talk about that? I'll, I'll go first on this one, um, which kind of goes with uh, our predictions for later. But I'm going to add one prediction here. I don't think Maeve is going to make it mm. because I think her decisions are so focused on keeping elena safe that it almost like she's not thinking straight so even uh when uh starlight was offering a helping hand she was like no i guess she was there in the in the building to do something when all that craziness happened and Mm -hmm. yeah like i said starlight was offering help uh, and, and she refused so I don't exactly know what her plans are, but to me, uh, and next week being this week, be, next week being the last episode, I, I think she's gonna die. I I'm gonna agree with that. Uh, like in some way, I think there's gonna be a sacrifice on her part uh, for Elena, and and the whole breakup scene. Uh, I I think it perfectly encapsulates why Maeve and Elena won't work. Like in, in her little fit of rage, she just flips a table, like almost out of the room. It's like, well, you know, it's not really going to work out if, if one person can't lift the car over their head. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Ne- never mind the fact that Homelander uh, involves himself, but you know, Homelander has been distracted with Stormfront it, it could have possibly worked, but it's more than just Homelander. It, 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 it's a lot of the uh, the the PR people kind of pushing them towards doing things they're not comfortable with. And uh, and th- that's why like Maeve's been one of the best characters this season, uh, although she's not like the most important. She's she's been like uh, very like a, a good focal point to, to show like what, what else is wrong with just bought uh, uh, itself, you know, besides creating superheroes. <laughs> uh, I totally agree. I thought it was a really nice callback to when we had first kind of been introduced to Elena. I keep messing her name up. I always want to say Elena, but it's Elena. Anyways. <laughs> um, I thought it was a really awesome callback to when we first met Elena, because the thing that Maeve had expressed is like, you can't handle me and what's actually like what I'm actually like and the things I have to go through so I thought in that moment when Maeve was like well this is me and I told you you couldn't handle it I thought that was like a really like it was a really sad but really honest callback because it had been something that they had talked about already um yeah so moving on from I guess the, the lover's spat, um, we have, I think probably, I mean, this episode had two really important storylines. Um, one of them being everything that happened with Petit Huey and Lamplighter. So (laughs) who wants to talk about that? Like, were you surprised? And like, how did you react when that happened? (laughs) 
So those are some bomb ass pornos that uh, Lamplighter was watching. <laughs> I <laughs> well, word on the street is like they they actually filmed them. I don't know if it's like softcore or hardcore, but uh, hmm. uh, it 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 see it, it was really funny to to see that sort of spoof. Um, I don't know how graphic it gets, but anyways, uh, yeah, it, it, it was something else to see, like, uh, th- that scene, especially to, to show like lamplighters, like, I guess sort of a porn addict and like watching it during the daytime. It's like, okay, he's going to testify, but, but there's something still a little off about him. And, uh, like that was the first or not first clue, but like, the, that's a clue to like, it's not over with him. He's going to do something, you know, that he shouldn't. And I honestly thought he was going to try and get into Vought's good graces again by delivering Huey. But it wasn't the case. What he wanted to do was just set himself on fire and that whole deal. And that was gruesome, especially when Huey just cuts his arm right off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that will like this show is like, it, it gives the horror, a lot of horror movies, or run for uh, its money in terms of gore. And and I love it. I, I love seeing yeah. it every week. Uh, but as far as uh, Lamplighter, you know, well, I'll tip my cap to him. He's uh, He went out like a champ and uh, <laughs> he, he he was like for, for just like a guest star. Uh, Sean Ashmore did like such a great job with uh, with what he had uh just like three episodes it was it was great to see him back after having seen him in x-men so long ago it was just you know just awesome to see i was gonna say last episode we all predicted that lamplighter was gonna die like that was the thing we knew that he was suicidal he had he wanted to die i know for myself i did not think it was gonna be like that i thought it was gonna be more of like a sacrificial moment of i'm just gonna like throw myself in front of bullets for you guys or whatever and not like so go so far out of his way (laughs) to have a dramatic suicide like when he saw that his statue wasn't there he's like oh i wanted to do it in front of my statue i'm like you drama queen calm down like and i'm sorry like who just lights themselves on fire of all the ways to go that was just like so much and so shocking because at first i was a little bit like is he immune to fire right like you're a fire superhero you think like it wouldn't hurt you that's what we've seen yeah no that was not the case so when he started shrieking i lost it because you hear him like dying and i was like oh wow you picked literally the most painful way to die but I guess that kind of comes full circle to like all the guilt he felt about burning people alive that he's like, well, I'm going to go out the same way. And it was, it was dark. It was so dark. Was. Yeah. So I'm, I thought it was really fun. Like it was kind of a really fun interaction between Lamplighter and Huey to have that, like, we're both the underdogs kind of bond between them and then have Lamplighter be like, well, I'm more of an underdog. So bye. And then Huey have to like, kind of, figure it out like I was so impressed with Huey being like oh I need his hand and just chopping it off I was like okay <laughs> we're a long way from like when he killed translucent and like couldn't get it together afterwards so I, I'm impressed with him this episode for sure what do you think Lou um I actually agree with uh, both of you and all your points but uh I was actually just a bit disappointed in uh, Lamplighter's kind of turn into more of a pervy person because mm. if you look at last episode and, and the way he was acting, it was always like very super heroic. That, like you said, you thought he was going to kind of die in a blaze of glory, but not lighting himself on fire. Not a literal blaze? Yeah. 
<laughs> like yeah like a like a sacrifice like uh he him and Huey were there so i was thinking they were going to get like caught and he's going to just sacrifice himself for Huey and the cause but dude had his own problems <laughs> addicted to porn too much and then <laughs> like i think there's if you kind of go through the whole episode there's this kind of theme about fathers i don't know if you guys noticed it but with 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 butcher and with even yeah. with mm and there's just like an underlying thing of like father yeah even but, Huey uh, mentions like his dad and how his dad did yeah, nothing there was that almost story. everybody had like a mention of, of of a dad and as for huey you're also right because i was like oh he he did something good even though it was kind of uh in in a comedic turn it's like he just was just dropped into the situation so he had to do kind of what he had to do but he, he did good it was the first time i was like all right huey not bad even though everything was kind of just accidental you still chopped off his arm to do something with it to help starlight even though she escaped and it was actually her mom but it it it, it all goes it, was it all worked out in the end. yeah it all worked out i guess moving from there like so starlight got captured at the start of the episode because her mom is a doofus um for lack of a better word she's not the brightest and called Vought to like get clearance for starlight to take a vacation therefore telling Vought where starlight was so needless to say they both get captured they end up at the tower and then with the chaos of lamplighter they both get <laughs> released um and kind of stumble upon Huey which that made me chuckle so much when Huey like hears the voice of like a woman screaming and I was like oh I'm gonna like save Starlight it's her mom and then he and the mom have the most awkward interaction because they'd only seen each other at that like religious event in the first season yeah. and it's so awkward yeah. and then like Starlight walks down the hallway and sees them together like that moment was like so funny to me and I, I loved it I thought it was hilarious don't forget Huey was holding that arm that he hacked. Yeah, right just off. like, is that a hand? <laughs> yeah. Right. So we got to talk about the the death because there was a couple deaths this this episode. Uh, the most, well, I mean, there are a lot of notable ones, I would say, but we lost one of the seven. So Black Noir got taken out by an Almond Joy. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to go. Yeah. Um, I was so mad about that at first. I was like, that is the dumbest way. Cause I thought like Blackmore has been a badass character this whole season, like even the whole show. And I was like, wow, to really get taken out by an almond joy is so stupid. But then I thought about it and I was like, we knew that he was allergic because this is a whole, this is a whole moment that I had, but in episode four of this season, when he goes down to the tech room and the girl's looking for butcher, she's eating an almond joy. And then he oh, holds shit, up the garbage right. can to her and points at the garbage can, like, throw it out. So I was like, because oh, I remember being so confused. I was like, D- like, why can't she eat her almond joy? <laughs> like, what's the, what's, why is this a significant moment? Wow. And then it came back and I was like, oh my God, like, we kind of knew that he had some kind of vendetta against almond joys. So, yeah. What did you guys think? Were you like impressed with that death? Did you hate it? Like, what, what do you think? I, I, I refuse to believe he's dead. Like, last Fair. we saw him, he was dying. He was, you know, just crawling over to the the uh, EpiPen that was, like, mm-hmm. thrown across the room. And that that's what it was left with. 
if there's no corpse, there's no death. That's like my usually movie 101, horror okay. 101, you know, the, the, like the bad guy, you shoot him a bunch of times, but if they don't show the body on the floor, <laughs> you, you know, it, it'll disappear from the ground. So I'm, I'm, okay. yeah, I'm going to say that like, well, it's, it might not be the last we see of Black Noir. Hopefully not, because like like you said, he was a great character. Like it, it, it's kind of like uh, poetic justice the way he died, like you know, presumably died. Yeah. But it's he's just too cool to like go because he's like the stand-in for Batman, and you know, you yeah. always want to see more Batman. He's gonna come back in like a new form, and he's gonna be white Blanc. That's that's my theory. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Lou, what do you think? Um, actually, I have a uh, prediction, but I'm gonna save it for later on. But I really like the uh, the almost poetry in that uh, Black Noir died while beating up Annie, and, and he died with a what's that chocolate bar again called? Sorry, the almond joy. The almond joy, which is Annie's favorite. Favorite. Right, the when she had that yeah. conversation oh, yeah. with Huey. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's, who likes those crap chocolate yeah. bars? Yeah, all, full circle. Yeah. She knew she'd need it. <laughs> so that's that's my favorite uh, part of that scene, and kind of like Alex, I don't think he's really dead, and uh, there's a reason why. Which, but I'm gonna say it later on in the. Uh, it could be again a crazy prediction, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, none of us would have predicted like a potential death by chocolate. So <laughs> right, <laughs> anything's allergy. on the table at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while kind of we have the story of Lamplighter and Huey breaking into the um, the Seven Tower, of course, the rest of the boys are really kind of focusing on the Congresswoman and then also trying to get Jonah Vogelbaum. Um, to testify against Vaugh. So we see that Butcher eventually does kind of succeed in that by threatening Jonah's family and being just overall real angry and sketchy. Um, and then they go to the the trial. Um, that's 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 what I have to say. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I just want to talk about the the scene with Butcher threatening uh, Jonah and and how dark that was and how amazing uh, uh what's his name uh, i always forget his name carl urban. written down carl urban right mm-hmm. how, how well delivered it was he it, it, it just switches switches it off right when the uh the tea comes in and it just yeah. turns right to charming it, it was it was fantastic to see um but in terms of the uh, the congress hearing <laughs> there wasn't much of one was there because uh snap crackle pop uh, i don't think jonah I, even got a word out did he i don't know oh i don't know i don't know but but no. it was almost immediate yeah no, no. i don't yeah <laughs> yeah even watching homelander it was just funny to see homelander surprised but not scared like all, yeah. all this like loss of life and just goriness around him and he's just like who's doing this before i can do it <laughs> right that look of <laughs> contemplation of like wait yeah. why didn't i know this was a thing <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Everybody else. And I think like there was a speedster there. I think A-Train's replacement. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he his, said, his uh, head popped off. Yeah, too. I can't remember right. his name, but yeah, his head popped off. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah I don't uh, remember his name. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions and I guess it's going to lead to the call to action for the, the season finale. Yeah. 
And then I realized there's one last thing that happened that I feel like is worth mentioning leading into the finale. And that's um, Homelander went and picked up his son. So shows up with Stormfront, completely like gets in between um, Becca and her son and like tells the kid that like life is real and there's there's an outside and all of these horrible things that he should know, but also shouldn't know for his own protection. And then he leaves. And I'm nervous about what that's going to mean. I'm just going to go back a little bit to uh, the uh, butcher scene because I would like to note that that was probably my favorite scene in the entire episode because it really shows butcher being just like serious. Right. And then like his turn of being charming to listen, I will kill your entire family. No remorse whatsoever. I will kill them if you don't testify. So that for me was my favorite scene in the entire episode And then now going back to Stormfront and uh, Homelander and the sun, I think this is all like Stormfront's idea. I think that Ryan has something that she wants because like my original prediction was it's not actually Homelander's kid, but it could be Butcher's kid. I still think that, but also if it is um, Homelander's kid, then he is the first natural born superhero so there's probably something in him that can kind of stabilize compound v to make it safer to just inject into every other like an adults so they don't explode Mm, so true i agree with you i think it was very intentional like i thought the moment where stormfront like looks at the baby in the crowd and was like oh like i remember when my daughter was that age it was like it's all playing so it was yeah i was like okay girl i see right through you <laughs> even though homelander doesn't i know you're like so i assume she knew about ryan and really was just trying to like get close to homelander as a way to get close to to the sun so i'm nervous for that poor kid because he's already got some rage now and now he's got two crazy parents so <laughs> he's doomed uh yeah i i, I mean I, I guess it's sort of becca's uh, like fault for not telling him it's like hey we're here because Homelander raped me and uh, now we're prisoners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> like, like, if, if you want to talk truth, you know, just drop that truth, truth bomb and, yeah. and then you'll see. Uh, I do. Yeah, I just, do think that would have been a good idea. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that, then again, if that's out there, then there's really no reason for Homelander to keep her alive. So maybe that's that's. <laughs> partly why uh there's also one thing that i want to mention that was actually uh like the scene that probably stuck with me the most in this episode and that was the the opening that was really yes 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 yep yeah that was a great scene that was alarming it really was i know it was alarming and one of those things where it's like oh yeah this is what happens in real life this is exactly Mm -hmm. Exactly. how it happens why it happens and and the the, like the consequences and what happens afterwards like the results is exactly the same it plays into stormfronts uh her tactics and and it, it it just perfectly encapsulates like today's uh political climate yeah if anything's oh, I wrong, totally maybe. repressed that opening. My God, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> yes. that. <laughs> yeah, it was really dark. Mm-hmm. Well acted by that dude too. 
who you, yeah. You, can, yeah. you can see his like slow you can see the the churning yeah and then yeah. eventually a little flicker of the, the the light in the eye all right this guy's a soup i'm gonna do this for storefront My country Bam. <laughs> and the country yeah yeah, yeah. So, just like that was a powerful scene yeah yeah definitely and I, like for I, I, us to start with that and then for just a mention of it from from Stormfront. Yeah. Just of like, oh, we you know, we think about his family. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> I I just want to say that he did not have superpowers. That was a uh car light that uh shined right on his face and it made it look like his eyes glue glowed. And yeah. Glue. That was glue, <laughs> yeah. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, I feel like now's the time to make any like new predictions going into the finale next week. Lou, I know you had, I think you had a couple that you had mentioned. Yes, let me start off with my uh, Black Noir prediction because I recently found out that um, in the comics, Black Noir is actually a clone of Homelander. Oh, oh, whoa, whoa. yeah. Oh, oh, but wow. but I don't think because we, we saw in the mask, we saw yeah. that he was he was kind of dark skinned, right? Yeah, and so what and if burnt up? Yeah, <laughs> scarred. So yeah, what yeah. if he is a clone of Stan Edgar? Since who can oh. Stan Edgar trust? But Stan Edgar, but Stan oh. Edgar, right? So that's his personal bodyguard. It's actually. Just him. Wow. I love that okay. and I hate that. <laughs> like I could totally yeah. see that, but that's alarming if we're moving into clone territory. That's that's new stuff. There's been a like huge lack of Stan Edgar in like the past few episodes. It, it was just like that one uh part like first episode and then again with like Black Noir. And I assume he's gonna come back in the next episode, but uh that's that's a solid prediction. Imagine if I don't remember Stan him. Edgar, like when he was he on the phone with the, when he was on, when he was the, on phone the phone with, with Edgar, it was him. Did we uh, see him <laughs> or no? We didn't see him, right? Just his voice. Okay, I'm, I, going, I'm I reaching remember. too much now. Okay, let's stick with confident. Clone. Ten, ten, ten full hat time. No, I'm no. sticking with Clone. Uh, <laughs> clone is, is, is good. That's clone a good one, possible. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and the other one I already mentioned that um, Ryan is the key to stabilizing mm-hmm. compound V. Yeah. That's that's a really good one, yeah. Yeah. I could see What about that. you guys? Oh. Well, uh, I mean, if this show is anything like any other shows, season two, the big bad uh, has been Stormfront, and you could just assume that, like, she's gonna... Next episode. Like, that's it for her. But it... it she has been working close to Stan Edgar and maybe like her plans were actually just his from the get-go. So maybe that that's one way out of it, that she'll die, but that evil intent will carry on. Now her dying, I don't know what that's going to do with Homelander. I don't think he's going to yeah. take it very well, but uh, yeah. I'd be curious like, I don't know. My I don't think I have any, like, really legit predictions. But the thing I think would be really cool to see would be a showdown between 
Homelander and Stormfront with him protecting his son. Like she does something to the son that Homelander's like not down for because he does have this weird, like he cares about his son in his own weird way. And I'm wondering if his care for his son will supersede his feelings for Stormfront. And if that could be like some type of situation that arises where like maybe she takes his son somewhere and doesn't tell him and he like loses his marbles because that could be, could be a thing. And I also do agree. I forget who of you said it at the start, but I think Maeve's going to die, unfortunately. Yeah. Because like, not going to lie, but shows love killing off LGBT characters. So like, it would not be the most surprising for them to do that. But maybe they're aware that that's a thing and therefore won't kill her could go either way but i still think she she might die unfortunately well i also did kind of think that uh stormfront was gonna die and this is because from uh alex's previous prediction of uh starlight using stormfront's energy getting supercharged yeah supercharged and she supercharges enough that it kills Stormfront, basically just losing her power and dying in the process. That'd be cool. I'd, be, I'd like to see that. But but like, you just know Kimiko's going to get that killing blow. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my god, I forgot know. about Kimiko. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. She's going to go in and like, just like, take yeah. her heart out. Yeah, <laughs> she's going to do sure. something nasty. It's going to be, it's gonna be yeah. bloody. Whatever it is, it's going to be bloody. Yeah, yeah. She still has to get her revenge. I, I'm, I like, I, I'm guessing Starlight might incapacitate her in some way and just like let you know Kimiko in there. And 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 there's another thing uh, that in the episode I, I don't know if either of you have noticed it, but uh, Starlight and uh, Butcher they both meet their mom in the exact same coffee shop. Yeah, it's like, I noticed uh, that too. I did not quite, notice that. Yeah, quite. It's a quite ja- the Java bean. It's called something so stupid that, like, I had. Yeah. I don't <laughs> remember exactly what it was, but I pointed that out when I was watching. I was like, "Wait, is like mm. this their world Starbucks? Like, what is this?" Because <laughs> they, because like um, Starlight's mom was like, "Oh, do you want the unicorn drink?" Which is a thing from Starbucks, like the unicorn frap. So I was like, "No, I see you, Starbucks. <laughs> I see you in there." <laughs> Also, oh, wow. a weird yeah. thing that I, I, I also kind of noticed um, since we got our tin, tinfoil hats on is the uh, <laughs> nice tender moment between Frenchie and Kimiko mm-hmm. leading me <laughs> to believe that uh, one of those two will die because you, you have, you, it, they, they always do this. You give people a nice tender moment and then you kill one of them off. To, you yeah. know, to highlight yeah. that said moment. Mm-hmm. But if we're going with tender moments, there was a really cute moment between Starlight and Kimiko where they hugged. That's true too. Oh. <laughs> that, they had that cute little like bonding lady moment and I liked that a lot. <laughs> that make me think about uh, about Frenchie dying. I, I, I don't think it would kill Kimiko. Well, I don't know. The show's called The Boys, right? The, like mm-hmm. the team is set. I think it's too early to kill off any of the boys. That's true. But like yeah. we've made it to the end of season two and they haven't killed one. Or at least like like they hurt people, but they haven't really like really right. injured people. So yeah. I feel like they could also do one of those like, oh, they're pretty much dead. And then at the start of the next season, it's like they're in the hospital. Oh, I was also thinking, I I, I know we were also kind of thinking that uh Stormfront was gonna die. I mean I said that, but 
Mm-hmm. Next next season, you have Soldier Boy, and you know that Soldier Boy and Stormfront or Li- Liberty this time kind of butt mm-hmm. heads. So if you take out, oh, Stormfront, so she might be alive for that. Yeah. We're just going all over the place now. What if this happened? What, what if that happened? It's a mess. But, but maybe they didn't butt heads. If you think about it, the name Liberty means, you know, pro-America. And uh, what, what's... Uh, Soldier Boy. Soldier Boy, yeah. You know, pro-America. Yeah. He could be on know. the same page as her. Yeah. Yeah. He could be the next Ooh. big bad. Ooh, just like Jensen Ackles, don't do us like this. <laughs> you never know. Can't handle it. See, I'm thinking the next big bad is the church. Yeah. Well, they're really setting it up to be something after they disavowed um, the archer, Eagle the archer, just decided because he wouldn't cut out his mom that they didn't like him anymore. So... And fucking the dude is just a doofus, man. Oh, yeah. I love the dude. He's like, I I love that guy. Just kidding. He's toxic. (laughs) (laughs) The way he touched his head when everybody (laughs) was blowing up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he really is stealing the show. (laughs) He's like, ah. Yeah. He's like, like, am I okay? (laughs) I think that brings us to the end of our review. So with that in mind, next week is the finale, everybody. So make sure you leave your prediction in the comments or whatever you want to do on our socials. Um, They'll all be linked down below, of course. Um, This has been The Lunchbox. I'm Michelle. I've been joined by Lou and Alex, and we will see you next week. Also, listen to our podcast. Bye. (laughs) See ya.